Welcome to the 360Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360Serve. Today is going to be a very special episode. You're going to receive a close-up, front-seat view into the heart of 360Serve and why we do what we do. 360Serve is all about a new way to do missions. And this new way of doing missions is all about supporting indigenous church planners who are living in their country. They know their culture, they know their language, and they're super effective in reaching their country for Christ. I want to thank so many of you who are praying and supporting and sending these church planners into full-time gospel ministry. Today is the greatest turning to Jesus, and God is using these church planners to lead the way. Today, we continue our conversation with Pastor Daniel from Uganda as he shares with us the incredible story of how God led him and his wife, Erica, to start this church planting movement that is reaching further and further into the unreached areas of Uganda. Here is Pastor Daniel. Well, it's so good to be back with uh, Pastor Daniel from Uganda. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Pastor Mark. How about you? (laughs) Things are great because I'm being able to talk to you, my friend, all the way from Uganda. I know you're sitting in your car right now and we're conversing like this, but thank you for taking the time and what an exciting journey that we're able to be on in hearing your story and So, Pastor Daniel, today we get a focus in on church planning. And will you kind of take us through what God, you know, birthed in your life? He gave you a vision for planning churches, and he's used you greatly in this. And so will you take us from the beginning of how that started uh, when you came back to Uganda from Rwanda and just how that's developed into what it is today? Right. Thanks, Pastor Mark. Uh, Actually, I would say that... uh, uh, this vision did not only start uh, when we came back to Uganda because it was already within me. Uh, the vision started of church planting uh, movement within me started in the year 1992. That is two years after my salvation. So when I went to Kenya in 1993, I went to Tanzania uh, but even in Kenya and also in Tanzania, I was able to plant some churches. Then came to Rwanda in 1994 and then back to Uganda. I still had this great vision. And I was also moving out in different parts of the countries and also in so many districts here in my country. So before we started our main church, which is the mother church, the work was already being done. And I could go from place to place, mostly in the remote areas, because this is where my heart is. I know uh, that God sent me to places where people don't want to go. I always go to places where everybody feels afraid to go. God put it on my heart uh, that people in the urban areas are able to have access. They, 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 they have access to the TVs. They have access to social media. But there are some people who are down into the remote areas whereby they don't even get any chance of hearing any message about Christ. I will tell you, Pastor Mark, that we go down into the villages and we take Jesus' film to show to the people. And you will see hundreds 
and hundreds of people running to come to watch this 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 uh, this uh, show, the Jesus's film, because they haven't, they had never seen this in their lives, and they are like, "What is this? What is happening? Is this the picture of Jesus?" And when they see that, only when they see that, they are always attracted to come to love the Lord. And after they see what Jesus did on the cross, they come to love him as much more. So this is what we have always been doing from the year 1992. But then it just happened to be like in the year 2000 that we came back home. But even when we came back home in 1999, 2000, I just, you know, went back into ministry because ministry is life to me. And ministry is everything to me and ministry is my purpose it is my god-given purpose i always tell people i'll never run out of it i'll never retire it is life to me so every time every day every hour and every second my heart pumps out to people who are so deep into the remote areas and I'm always like, I just want to go there where cars cannot reach, where motorcycles cannot even reach, where people have no houses, where people sleep in huts and in tents, where people just have no shelters. That is where I feel God calls me to go each and every day. So one time it just happened uh, that uh, when we came back into the country here, uh, that... Uh, it just happened that uh, after planting all these churches in all these so many different places, then I just felt like we, by that time that we were planting all these churches, we did not have like a mother church. We only had ministry, but we also needed to have a base. This is the base that was established in 2005. This is the mother church now. But before we even started the mother church, we had already planted so many other churches around us. And starting our mother church was just like a miracle. This is something that, this is the church where God called us into this community with seven mosques around. And there was no church in this community. Even when I came to establish this church here, the local leaders where I had gone to seek for permission to start a church, they did not even believe in me. So the local council told me that, Daniel, you are still a young man. I can see you. But have, when you walked all around our community, have you found any church within this community? It is an indication that we don't need you here. And the man who was telling me this was a Muslim and he's still a Muslim. He told me that we don't need your church here. You see that we have the Anglican church. We have the Catholic church. We have the Seventh-day Adventist church. We have Muslims all around us. So there is nothing new that you're going to bring in our community. So he declined my request for some time. But then eventually, I heard like God was talking to me one time. And he told me that go back to the chairperson of your community and Tell him exactly what you told him at the time. So that was a, about like a month. So I went back to him and I told him that, sir, I have come back to request you 
I've come back as a prodigal son. I need to start a church in this community. So we had to sit down and we had a dialogue. And eventually, by the time that we finished, the Lord had already changed his spirit. And he told me that, Daniel, please go and start up a church. So that is when I went to start up a church. But then how did I start it up? It was also a miracle that we did not have any money. So I went to Erica and I told her that, Erica, the chairperson has accepted, has agreed that let's go and start up a church, but we don't even have a shelter. We don't even have land. We don't even have a tent. We are just going to be under a tree. So I told Erica, but, but we need also money to, to rent a place, like a piece of land. So I told Erica that, but we don't have any money. But I told her that, what do you think if at all we sell some of whatever we have in the house to be able to start a church? So Erica told me that whatever you feel the Lord is telling you to do, please do it. I love my, my wife for that. She said, better do it. We sold everything, Pastor Mark, that we had in our house and we went to live in an abandoned one bedroom house with three children. And that is how the church started. <laughs> Selling everything off, getting from a two bedroom house into a one abandoned house in within our own community where the mother church is. That is where everything was done. Everyone will tell you about us. People will always testify about us because they know the life that we went through and they can now testify about the goodness of the Lord and what the Lord has done. Because we preached to them, they came into the church 13 years ago, 14 years ago, and even today, they can testify about it. We have seen Muslims converting. We have seen Anglicans converting. We have seen Catholics converting. And we have seen all sorts of people coming into the church. But the day that we came into that community, no one loved us. No one was for us. No one supported us. It was only God who helped us to be able to be, able to be into that community. We never came into that community with anything, but we only had faith that God sent us here to transform this community to become a Christian community. Wow. That is just an incredible story. I've heard it, Daniel, but to hear it again, just your, just your love. And I've been in your church. I preached in your church. And what a joy. You know, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And uh, Daniel, it's uh, just a joy to partner with you. And I know that that mother church has been used to train, to build up, to send out. And uh, what a joy it is for us to support, you know, this ongoing work of all of the church planners that, and today there are 60 uh, churches that are within your network. And uh, how did things uh, grow after that That mother church became a blessing? And, and how did uh, things grow into what it is today? Yeah, thanks, Pastor Mark. Uh, one of the things that I believe God has called Erica and I to do is to train leaders. 
equip them and send them. So as we grow the church, we don't actually grow the numbers because we, 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 our church is a missionary sending church. We, each and everyone who is in our church knows this, that we are not a church that is bringing people together to be in one place for many years. Our greatest commission is to train you, equip you, and send you so that you can also be able to go and transform other people to be able to expand the kingdom of God. So by doing this, whoever comes in our church, we always take them into the discipleship class. And when they come into the discipleship class, then we start to groom them and mold them to be able to be uh, effective in their own callings. So it has given us more opportunity to identify those that God has called to be able to become, to be pastors in different regions. So when we bring them over, because we, we train them, we have been having these training classes for years now, and we do it every week, whereby we bring in pastors, we bring in leaders. And even when we go to plant churches, we also hold conference, crusade, and a seminar, whereby we equip pastors within that local community. Because when we go, we don't only go to work with only one church, but we mobilize all other churches within the community, within that district, and we all bring them together so that we equip the pastors together and train them. So this is how we have been able to do it successfully. By bringing so many pastors, we train them, we equip them, then we send them. So as we send them, we send them mostly into the remote areas, as you saw. We are not so much into the urban, but we are so much rooted into, into the interiors, into the remote. So we send the pastors into the remote areas and they go, they connect with the community. Most of them are not even born there. Some of them don't even speak their language, but they come to understand their language. Some of them don't even know their culture, but we have to train them how to deal with the different cultures and how to be able to, 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 to you know, survive in so many different ways according to the culture. And at the end of the day, after this pastor has been there, we equip them and let them know that we, you, you can start a church under mango tree. You can start a church in a home. You can start a church in a school. You can start a church in an open space. Because even when we started our mother church, we did not have even shelter. We started the mother church under a tree. So we tell them and give them that kind of experience. So after they go, then they call us. And then we take a team with an open crusade and a conference and we mobilize all other people and all other pastors and leaders in the community. We evangelize out to them and we equip them. Then after we baptize them and then start up a church within that local community. So that has worked very successfully. And then that has also helped us a lot to be able to plant as many churches and it is still our desire. It is still my desire to be able to go in each and every remote area 
to have a church in one of those small areas. I always say that it would be very good for us to have many churches than shrines that we have in the country. And that is our mission. And that is what the Lord has called us to do. Amen. Yeah, in the next uh, session, Daniel, we're going to go deep into you sharing about church planters, the church planters that minister with you that I've met. I've traveled all over Uganda with you and have seen just that. And that deserves an entire segment. Um, For this conclusion in this part, Daniel, what I'd, I'd like you to speak to that person that is listening right now, who maybe God has given them a vision. God gave you a vision to plant that mother church. And uh, we hear that story, Daniel. What would you say to someone that God is speaking to them? He's given them a vision or her a vision. What would you say to them to encourage them to uh, move forward with that vision? And then I'd like to ask you to pray for someone that may be listening right now that needs prayer because the Lord is speaking to them about a dream that God's given them. And uh, what would you say to that person? Yeah, thanks, Pastor Mark. I would just want to encourage that somebody uh, that it takes faith and courage to be able to be a church planter, to be able to start a ministry. It is not something that will just come abruptly. I mean, it's not something that will just fall on you. But if God has set you aside for a ministry and you really feel like God is telling you to do it, please move on and do what the Lord has called you to do. So most of the times we don't wait for like, sometimes people will always want to wait. Like, let me just wait on everything to be fine. Let me just wait on to have this and that and that as a proof that God has sent me. I just want to let you know that even without anything, God can still use you. Even without anything, God has called you. Because sometimes God will not even show any sign. But as long as you feel that God has called you, please run so quickly. Do what the Lord has called you to do. And the rest will just find you on the way. (laughs) And I believe that God, if the Lord has put you, has put this on your heart, just know that he has interest in you. And it might be one of the purposes why you are created. And a tragedy, a greatest tragedy will always be someone who does not even know what God has called him to do. But if you get to know what God has called you to do, do it with all your heart, do it with all your soul, do it with all your mind, with the integrity and wait upon the Lord. You will see what the Lord will do in your life. I just want to pray for someone who is ready and you feel like God is telling you, but maybe you've been waiting upon the Lord and maybe God has been speaking, but you have been having so many excuses. Like, let me wait for tomorrow. Let me wait for next year. Let me wait for year the year. Maybe this is the right time now for the purpose of the Lord to be fulfilled in your life. It needs courage and faith to be able to serve God. You need courage and faith to be able to serve the Lord. You need faith and courage one more time to be able to serve the Lord. Let me pray with you. Father, I just want to thank you. I want to glorify you, Lord, for this one person that you chose amongst 
all the billions of and billions of people around the world and you chose this person to serve you and you chose this person to stand on your behalf to stand uh, on behalf of the heaven father i know uh, that so many people are moving here right even right now in the whole world but at least there is somebody that you have set apart for the work of the ministry lord i pray for this person who has been discouraged this person who has been uh uh a lacking faith for this person who's been like fearing and saying that how oh, how will i start it this person who has who feels like is not yet ready to be able to take on the ministry lord this is the one that i bring before you i pray for courage i pray for peace i pray that god may use you mightily and i pray that you may move out by faith not by sight and i pray that fear may go out so that courage may take over because whenever there is fear there is no god i pray because god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and sound mind i pray that you may be able to move out in power to be able to do what the lord has called you to do it is a blessing to serve the lord and you will be blessed by serving the lord i know and i believe that your children and your children great grandchildren will be blessed because of the ministry that the lord has entrusted you to do in this world may the lord bless you and may the lord give you courage and faith to stand up and stand out in jesus name amen amen thank you pastor daniel on behalf of all of us we are so grateful for those words amen amen thank you pastor mark Thank you, Pastor Daniel. Thank you for your Christ-like example and heart to seek and to save the lost. That's so like Christ. To go to these unreached areas throughout Uganda and to plant these house churches. Here's your action step of the day. Let's pray. When this podcast ends, spend some time in prayer. Pray for yourself that, that God will grant you wisdom and discernment and courage as you move forward with God's call in your own life. Let's also pray for Pastor Daniel. I mean, he just prayed for us. Let's pray for him. And let's pray for this church planning movement that is spreading throughout Uganda. If you want to take it a step further, this is a great action step. Go to 360serve.org and sign up to join our 360serve prayer and fasting team. We will send you a weekly email update that will help you strategically pray and fast for the nations. Thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to seeing you at our next episode. Pastor Daniel, he will introduce us to several amazing church planners whose commitment and sacrifice and dedication will leave you absolutely speechless. Until then, may the Lord bless you.